Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we have a quick second episode of Virtual Legality as a lot of people started contacting me about this video that Upper Echelon Gaming put up earlier today. And I've pulled up Upper Echelon Gaming's tweet here and they say Ubisoft has updated their terms of service and they are WTF levels of controlling. I understand the need for influence over your products and how they are then utilized, but these new policies, in my opinion, are way overbroad. And overbroad, they may well be. Certainly, whenever we talk about contracts of adhesion, they tend to favor the people that are making the contract. But when the video comes out and says Ubisoft owns your soul, terms of service update, I have to take a look. Not only because this went out there and it's reading terms of service, but also because Remaxter1 said, hey, have you heard talked about it? Your insight would be awesome if this interpretation is true. It's kind of scary. Can you look at the terms of service for Ubisoft's Uplay from Lord Farquhar? There is a big hullabaloo in the gaming community at the moment, with them being required to sign over rights. Or Xyla Wolfbane, etc., etc., etc. And in fairness, I actually had a number of people come into my comments to various videos, generally about The Last of Us over the past couple of weeks, and tell me, hey, you got to check out these Ubisoft terms of service. Now, Upper Echelon Gaming is a site that has covered some of the things that we've done in virtual legality before. I often uh, enjoy checking out some of their videos. And the very first thing I want to say here is, while I think he comes to the wrong conclusion, that isn't a conclusion that seems built or premised around outrage or just inciting panic. It's because of the way the terms of service were written. And Ubisoft didn't do a great job of explaining what they were really aimed at here. And as a matter of fact, when we go and we look at the terms of service ourselves, I will tell you there are a couple of places where I had to really kind of think about what they were even trying to say slash achieve. And that's not something that a corporate lawyer that's been doing this for 15 plus years should have to do. So I give full credit to anybody that is trying to grapple with these issues. And that includes Upper Echelon Gaming. That includes everybody that has commented to me with concern about these terms of service and everybody that DM'd me and sent me public tweets, et cetera, et cetera. I am happy to tell you that it's not nearly as bad as it appears. No, Ubisoft won't own your soul. Don't panic, as Douglas Adams used to tell us in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And while, as Upper Echelon Gamers points out towards the end of his video, this is a mandated policy acceptance if you want to continue to use Uplay and the Ubisoft products that you've already purchased. It's not great. Contracts of adhesion never are, but it's not this big sea change for what we can expect in licensing terms. Now, the fundamental issue that Upper Echelon has here is they go through the terms and conditions and they say, it looks like Ubisoft can take any kind of personal likeness rights out of anything that you do when you put a Let's Play on YouTube, when you do any other streaming, and that goes in the face of what Ubisoft has previously supported. And can you imagine somebody just taking your face off of a stream and putting it in their marketing campaign or doing who knows what with it? And I totally agree, that would be horrible. But the defined terms in this terms of service document actually makes that unlikely. That isn't what these actually say. And in order to understand that, we have to dive into a number of sections. I will try to do what we do in virtual legality and make it as palatable as possible. But as I said before, 
I don't blame anybody for not being able to kind of dig through this level of legalese. And one thing I will say is Ubisoft has done an absolutely terrible thing here. And they have divided their terms of service contract into these various sections that you click up and down. But if you aren't familiar with contracts, every time you see these quotes and capitalized terms emboldened here, that's a defined term that they can then use later. So this green spot here, which is the most important thing in this entire section and the reason it isn't the cataclysmic apocalypse that Upper Echelon and some other folks have feared that it is, all lives in the capitalized word services, which you will note here is not defined in this section because it's defined up here. But if you never clicked on this, you wouldn't even see this definition. So I can't blame anybody for screwing this up. This is a terrible way to represent contract terms. But let's take a look at what services is actually defined as. This contract says the terms, this document, govern your use of R, Ubisoft's. Games, DLC, season passes, software, products, online and mobile services, including their functions and features, related websites, Ubisoft platforms, and the Uplay Plus subscription service. Those are capital S services under this document. And it is what you would expect. It's their games. It's their services. It's their DLC. It's their platform. When you sign an agreement or agree to an agreement, as in the case with digital contracts of adhesion, you're agreeing to it with Ubisoft. Ubisoft is only talking about their stuff. They aren't talking about Twitch. They aren't talking about YouTube. They aren't talking about forum posts or anywhere else that you might interact with the internet. They're talking about their stuff. Now, if we go to this section now, I think it becomes a little bit clearer what is happening. In certain services, that is a very, very important proviso. You, whoever's reading this, whoever is agreeing to it for the purposes of using Uplay and the software they've already licensed to you, you may create, upload, edit, modify, adapt, publish, and or submit Names, images, design, skins, photos, videos, maps, music, composition, sheets, streams, activities, and other materials, collectively user-generated content, or UGC. And Upper Echelon and some other folks, I think, have zeroed in on images and videos and streams because those are the ways we interact with the internet outside of the entire universe of Ubisoft. And says, oh my gosh, I think they mean to capture YouTube and Twitch and anywhere else that you might otherwise stream Let's Plays or what have you. But that's not what this sentence does. This says, in certain services, capital S, when you are directly interacting with a Ubisoft platform, we might let you upload stuff on that platform or in that game or through that service. And when you do, when you give us an image or a video or a stream in that service, we're going to call it user-generated content or UGC. And then everything else we say in this section applies to that stuff. And you might say, Rick, I don't know of any Ubisoft game that accepts streams or music composition slash sheets. Although if you're familiar with all these stories and you are very familiar with virtual legality, you know we talked about Watch Dogs Legion and how they were soliciting music compositions, et cetera, et cetera. But you might say, hey, we don't include those things in current Ubisoft products. That's not how you write a contract. You write a contract to have umbrella terminology if you're their lawyers. And you'll see that in the phrase other materials. This is designed to say anything you might create, upload, or put into our services, we're going to call that UGC. 
But just because you can't do that right now doesn't mean we're talking about YouTube or Twitch or anywhere else. We're only talking about things you put into our services. And what really puts paid to the lie of any other kind of interpretation here, and what I had to kind of grapple with when I was reading through this to prep for this video, was section 6.3. This will help you understand how it has to be things that go through the services. This is stuff that is independently created from Ubisoft content. So they divide this section into stuff that uses Ubisoft content that is a t-shirt with Rayman on it or a video that is a cartoon with Rayman or the Division characters or an Assassin's Creed homage or whatever it might be to stuff that is independent from pre-existing Ubisoft content that doesn't use anything related to what they already own. And this provision is very broad. It says, you hereby grant Ubisoft and everybody else related to us a worldwide license to use, copy, host, reproduce, represent, modify, display, distribute, publicly perform, publicly display, and in general, otherwise do whatever we want with independent UGC in whole or in part for any purpose. Without a limiting provision, if we don't have some kind of notion that UGC is stuff that goes into the services... This provision would appear to apply to anything you ever created in your life, anywhere and everywhere. And Ubisoft, and no corporation, isn't silly enough to try that. You didn't sign an agreement with a corp and they suddenly get the rights to your ninth grade thesis on the Great Gatsby. That's not what happens here. So then, as a lawyer, you look to say, and this was what threw me when I was originally reading through this, what are you using to limit what you're talking about with respect to UGC? Like I generate content. I'm doing it right now. Do you own virtual legality? Because it's not related to Ubisoft content. Although, hey, maybe their terms of service are their content for this purpose. But it's not related to your content. So do you own it? Is that what you're trying to say? And of course not. UGC continues to be only those things that you upload in certain services. So when you start to get down into these issues here, we're only talking about stuff you give to Ubisoft. And now here's where I tell you that although this is overbroad, and although this might be frustrating to look at when we go through some of these terms, this is basically what they need to operate a software system that intakes user-generated content. First, they say, we are the sole owner of all intellectual property rights relating to derived UGC which they define as stuff that you uploaded that you produce from pre-existing Ubisoft content. If you've been in virtual legality, you might realize that this is essentially derivative works. This is stuff that is related specifically to something that they have already made. And then you upload it and then it's theirs. And they want to make sure that it is theirs. And so they say, you grant us a perpetual, royalty-free, exclusive, irrevocable, transferable, worldwide license to do whatever we want with it. And that's the end of the story for that. With respect to your use of it, they say you can put it on your console, computer, or mobile to the extent you need it to access our services, load it on our services, or share it with other users on our services. So what they're setting up is the structure that they need to have UGC shared amongst their various users, which is what you would want if you're setting up a piece of software that has users put things into it. It's the very same kind of language that you would see in the Twitters of the world, where they have to get the license to allow people to retweet things or else they could run into copyright issues. Now, 6.2 
is where all the hullabaloo has been about. If your UGC, remember, things you upload to their services, reproduces your image, you acknowledge that we have a right to use your image, and they limit that right as part of our services throughout the world in perpetuity. So some of the scaring came about because Upper Echelon and some other folks thought that this was attaching to Twitch and YouTube, and it really isn't, but also because they thought that they could grab it and use it for whatever they wanted, brochures, uh, yacht skins, whatever it might be. And that's not what this even says. This says we can take your image that you uploaded to us and we can use it in those services. Now, ideally, this would be limited to only those services that you use to upload the thing, right? If you put it in the division, maybe you don't want it appearing in Assassin's Creed. But Ubisoft is a kind of megalith. And what this does is it combines all their services. So if you upload something to the division, yep, if for whatever reason that upload would be useful to them in Assassin's Creed, they can use it in Assassin's Creed. But they can't just put it in marketing materials that aren't part of the services. They can't just have it appear in ads on a billboard somewhere that aren't part of the services. Yes, you give them the right to use your image if you uploaded it to them, but they need that right to run the sharing process of their UGC. And then the second part is also necessary. If your UGC features the image of somebody other than you, you warrant, that's you promise to us, that you've received permission from that person to use it in this way, right? We're Ubisoft and we need to be able to share it around. And if you just take a random celebrity shot that they didn't want to be involved with, Division or Assassin's Creed or whatever, we need you to represent that you have the rights to use that or else Ubisoft can get in trouble. So yeah, this gets a little overbroad again where you say, hey, you have to agree to indemnify us for the losses that we may incur if somebody complains. That's a little strong, but in general, we do want people on planet Earth to be thinking twice about uploading their friends' pictures onto an online service outside of their control. And at the end of the day, again, Ubisoft needs those rights to actually run whatever it is they want to run with user-shared content. So at the end of the day, I totally get being concerned about terms of service updates. Heck, I think a good portion of the content in virtual legality is based on addressing terms of service updates. And I want to encourage folks like Upper Echelon to continue to engage with these things, to have people out there that are concerned with terms and conditions changes, flag them for folks like Upper Echelon, folks like me, folks like Legal Eagle, or any other of your favorite YouTube lawyers to go over and to discuss these kinds of things. Because yeah, some of these are going to be overbroad. Some of these are going to be bad. And they're always worth your consideration. But thankfully, happily, I'm here to tell you that what is being addressed in this section relates only to the stuff you give to Ubisoft of your own volition and only relates to their being able to use it on those services themselves. So at the end of the day, I absolutely understand why people get worried about these things. I think that's a good thing, but you don't need to be worried here. That's been another virtual legality for today. If you like this, please like, please subscribe. Tell other folks that we are here. We are very, very close to 9,000 subscribers. I would love to get there very, very shortly. So please tell anybody that you think might be interested in this kind of content that we are here to subscribe, to engage with the community, to leave us comments. We love to hear 
from all of you. Many thanks to Upper Echelon Games for putting out the video, for going through and trying to dissect all of this legalese. This is not designed as a takedown at all. I think it's great that people are trying to do that. It's just as a lawyer and reading these things, I don't think he got it exactly right. And I'm, I'm very glad to be able to say people don't need to worry. If you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.